But I had a little bit more in me. I thought, okay, rather than go and just finish 20 minutes before the, t the end time, why not just keep going? You're listening to Attack the Pod, a podcast with news, views, and how-tos inspired by Amsterdam's biggest, biggest best, best, and most international triathlon and cycling club with your hosts, Neil and Matt. Here we are. It's the Attack the Pod, first one, episode zero one, and um, we're going to see where this goes, see how it is. I'm Neil. Yeah, I'm Matt. And we have a special guest with us who we're going to talk to in a minute. And your name is? Um, I'm Nick. Yeah, so we start. We, we thought we'd do a podcast for Attack. We called it Attack the Pod and we're going to discuss all things tri-related, all related to Attack, Amsterdam Triathlon and Cycling Club. Already excited. <laughs> Over excited. <laughs> Over excited. <laughs> Let's talk about what we've got coming in this episode. This episode's going to be about DIY events. So yeah. obviously with COVID-19 and everything that's happening, no one's getting to race the Indeed. way they used to. So we thought, what a, a great topic to, yeah. to talk about. And we have two people here who have sort of done or taken part in DIY yeah. events. Or yeah. three people, if you include the support role. Absolutely, <laughs> very important role that is too. Yeah. And um, we thought it was quite an apt subject. So we're going to talk about that. So a lot of it is about that. We're going to talk about some try news. Um, we're going to talk about some attack news and what's going on in the club. And then we're going to interview, interview Nick. So Attack done Attack the Sun, which was, uh, what's the name of the day? So let's this day, have I got that correct? It's basically the longest day. Longest day yeah, of the year, yeah. 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 Uh, summer solstice, I guess it is. Yeah. That's it, that's it. Yeah, so the longest day, the most amount of uh, uh, sun time. I think the, the sunrise was 5.18. Sun uh, being a sort of relative term yeah, exactly. because we're in the Netherlands. Some, but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The unusual <laughs> sun. There's light in the sky, anyway. Yeah. Uh, enough to wake you up. And then uh, I think it comes down at uh, 10.06, I think it was. Right. So that was the challenge uh, put uh, forward by Yoss, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Yoss. And um, yeah, so it was how far can you ride within that period of time? And we're going to talk to you about that later yeah. because you, well, we'll save the surprise. If anyone <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about DIY events and challenges. And I thought a, a good place to start actually is well, what is a DIY event? There could be a lot of beginners listening to this episode. Um, so, yeah, what is it? What is a DIY event? I think it's something that's been sort of happening for a few years or happens anyway. Mm -hmm. But obviously, with Corona this year, there's no official events for us all to dive into. So, people have been kind of stepping up and making their own. And you think, look at social or YouTube, and you see lots of famous athletes doing it as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to see people doing it at a sort of more local yeah. uh, area. I think the first I saw an attack was maybe Joe. Joe McConnell. Oh, yes, yeah. And he did his own uh, marathon the, in the Vondel Park. Oh, that's right. He'd done sub it in three. Sub 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Trained to Good do a Sub three. 3. The event was pulled. Wasn't so going to give up. Yeah. Exactly. He just said, screw it, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's sort of like four or five in the morning. And yeah. there was a few people like, oh, you know, social distancing and all this crap. There was no one around. Like, Listen, I was out <laughs> at five in the morning. So. <laughs> yeah, that was it. And that was a great, it was his personal best, right? Yeah. yeah so. And I think that's sort of the spirit of the events yeah. as well, right? That we need something to motivate us. Like, yeah. it's Damn good right. to train. It's, yeah. you know, we all enjoy being out there and enjoy like the process. But you also need something to aim for. Something into yeah. calendar. Yeah, yeah exactly. Everything's been scrapped so far, so yeah. yeah. Why not? Let's do it ourselves. Yeah, make it yourself. So I think some of the stuff that we've been seeing sort of online and, and pe other people doing is the lots of Strava segment chasing, yeah. I think, which <laughs> is maybe a slightly more, slightly official version of yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, lots of Everesting. 
Yeah. By the way, the first attacker that Everest's in Amsterdam is going to get so much like, so many kudos. With your, with your dodgy watch, you, you must have climbed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You've been getting elevations of like you know, 3,000 meters and stuff. Oh, and like, my dodgy Garmin. But yeah, I want to see someone maybe take on like, uh, like one of the, the bridge to north or something yeah. or uh, I don't know, like you say, one, one of the canals and do it 7,000 times yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there was um, what did Christian do yesterday? Did he not do like ten thousand meters? Yeah, so everyone's turbo trainer. Where and is he? Is he in New Zealand or something? Uh, um, in this in New sorry Australia. Yeah. Yeah. In Sydney, no, I think so. Yeah, yeah. in quarantine, quarantine in Sydney. In a, yeah. in a hotel. So what so else are you gonna do? Yeah, what else take, are you gonna take do? Take trainer and <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Yeah, movies. <laughs> so he's done a DIY event yeah. as well. Mm. sort of Everest thing, and um, so attack the sun that we spoke about mm -hmm. with the that that is some sort of DIY event in itself. Mm -hmm. Matt, you've done an Ultraman. We'll talk yeah. about that. So that's uh, that. So there's even a lot just going on, on in the club. Never mind beyond. Yeah, to, today Yuri was uh, tackling a half Ironman. I think uh, yeah, totally. Right self-supported on his own and yeah. um, uh, I know Christoph has got an Ironman planned later in the year so there's lots of people throughout the yeah. club all organising the events to yeah, take the place of the official stuff yeah. 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 Why do you think they're so popular? Just because of it, racing's been cancelled? I mean that would be the obvious well, It gives us purpose doesn't it? Yeah. We've done all this training, a good example was Joe, you know, he's put in the training and you need to sort of let off somehow yeah, and yeah. put it to good use and see where you got to. But then there's the other side of that, which is me, where you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think as well, uh, it's, it's, it's bad that we've lost all this racing. Obviously, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, well, it's not the worst part of Corona, don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong, but <laughs> like, it's it, from, from, from a, a sports purely sporting perspective. Yeah. yeah, you know, they... Yeah. But, and the flip side of that, I think a lot of people have found just how much they like doing things. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like when you take that away, you'd think that maybe motivation would go through the floor and no one would yeah. do anything. Yeah. But actually yeah. people are like, well. It's innate. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, to challenge yourself as well. Maybe more than just getting out there, but that's yeah. probably what sort of differentiates someone for, who like exercises from someone Sporty. who competes. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. an athlete. Yeah. I, th yes. I think what you've seen with Corona just, that aside, there is the, the sense of purpose that you mentioned, but you're also seeing a lot of people that, that didn't even exercise and now exercising, which yeah. I find quite yeah. good. Another positive of Corona yeah. is there's a lot of people uh, actually exercising who just didn't. I guess you can also maybe, you know, say that we've all had a little bit more time. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> the training's yes. gone pretty well for a lot yeah. of people. We've yeah, thrown a few true. more hours at it yeah. and we, yeah. we need some way to express that. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, if, you know, this is not an official way to do that, then I'll just create my own and yeah. prove to myself how fit I am. It's also part of the sort of cabin fever our environment has been yeah. so uh, strict so far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Getting out is uh, a break from all of that. So yeah. it's yeah, yeah. good for the mind as well. Yeah, Keeping sure. our sanity. Yeah, especially with everything that's going on. Okay, let's come on to some try news then. First of all, I want to talk about the Ultraman. We can't have an Ultraman here and not talk about the Ultraman. But I don't want to give too much away because we'll need to get you back on the Nothing podcast yeah. for a follow-up. Maybe I can sort of like tease. Like, you'll never guess the story that uh, <laughs> the lies behind. Yeah. But I mean, we should mention like what an amazing achievement. So last week you done a self-event, um, yeah. Ultraman, uh, to, to support diabetes for your friend that passed away at the beginning of the year. So you, you done a 10K swim, 145K by bike ride on the Friday. Yeah. You've done 275 kilometre bike uh, ride on Saturday. Yep. Or 276 if you're, if you're counting. <laughs> <laughs> counting. <laughs> and, um, and then you've done 84.4 kilometre run on... 
The Sunday. 84.5 again. Was it 80? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> With actually like, quite a lot of elevation according to my dodgy garment. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, a, a, an amazing achievement which you have to be proud of. Um, but I think uh, in club trying news, that's something we should we should speak about. I mean, Nick, we're going to talk about your achievement as well, but you, you're getting a far more greater part of the show devoted to that. <laughs> yeah. But it wouldn't be fair not to, to mention uh, Matt's great achievement. There are loads of people been asking since sort of how did it go? And it's such a uniquely put together challenge in that just every single part of it is just a tiny bit too long. Mm, mm. And, and I was saying to a few people, like, the swim, if it was six or seven K would be okay. But that last few kilometers, mm, like mm. the shoulders, the hurts, like yeah. everything feels a bit weird. The, the, the bike on day one's not too bad, but mm. you kind of underestimate it because you've got 275 the next day. Yeah. So you kind of, you, I, I was so unprepared to ride 145 K, which would be a big ride yeah. usually. Absolutely. But I kind of like went out with like a bottle of water and, <laughs> and like a gel or something. I was really badly prepared because yeah, I was yeah. thinking about the next day. So, yeah. And then 275, like, you'll know what that feels like to go through that yeah. point. But actually, in, when you're prepared for a big day, 200's not so bad. Mm, yeah. right. It's sort of when you start to push north of that, that yeah. things start yeah. to hurt a little bit. And then it sounds ridiculous, but the marathon as well, a double marathon, I was sore, but I was golden until 60, 70K. And mm. it's just, we started out slow, Oh. Just kept like ticking along, really sort of didn't differ from pace. And then 10K to go is like all the screws were tightened oh. and I could barely move the legs. I, I remember you saying that if 5K you could, at the end. If you had a button that could add 2K, you would press it. <laughs> there was no doubt I would have cheated my way out of that. If I could have, if I could have proven it you know, uh, or not had it proved, I'd uh, cheated those bits. Oh. I was offering people money to run with my Garmin at that point. You know, and luckily, I have, uh, you know, was surrounded by people who were sort of ethically stronger than yeah. I. <laughs> so yeah, Iron Man has released some new guidelines because they're obviously struggling. They're, they've had a big um, shock to their business model, I think, really. And not a lot can actually change. But what they can change, I think, is how they, they run the events to make them as safe as possible. I've got a short clip. It doesn't give you all the details, but it's a short clip from... I can't remember the gentleman's name now. It, it was a ho he's a host of one of the events. Don't think he's like the CEO of Ironman, but let's let's hear what he's got to say about this. We want to be back racing as soon as possible in a way that reduces risk for our athletes, volunteers, staff, and communities. We need our host cities to feel confident, our partners to feel prepared, and of course, our athletes to feel reassured and ready to race. So you hear that. Does it make you feel reassured? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's an American voice over motivational music. Yeah, exactly. How much more reassuring yeah, can you get? All, hasn't it? It's got <laughs> all going on. But they are changing, you know, how they set things up, how you do the race briefing. So we were talking yeah. about that. So and a traditional so race briefing, yeah. So a traditional race briefing, you would turn up to a hall with loads of other people. Yeah. They'd try and sell you lots of Ironman merchandise and... Oh yeah, and then they tell you about the race. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's changing. Yeah, it's interesting. So they they released a video this week, and what they did is essentially kind of mocked up an Ironman environment behind yep. their offices in the car park. And it's pretty well done, yeah. All, yeah. All, all told. There's all the, the changes are going to be as you say, especially in those touch points at the beginning for registering for the briefing. But then they've also made a bunch of changes in terms of how they're going to hand over uh, like water and bottles yep. at aid stations. Not huge amount on the bike, maybe a few like, less. Aid stations and people wearing gloves, but 
you know, mm. not big changes. And then on the run, it's just going to be that they put the water on the table and you pick it up yourself, which yeah. it's going to add an extra quarter second to everyone's <laughs> aid stations. But I think, yeah, you know, that, that over would, the course that of... That would make me less competitive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it's uh, it's interesting to see how far they're going to reassure everyone that they can, they're now confident that they can put races on. Do you um, think that this really does make a difference or do you think this is perception and they're saying, listen, we've done all we can and so everything's safe? Because... I see it with every company, with everything that's going on just now with Corona. I I, I wonder, do they really know or do they just come across as wanting to give the perceived... Their claim is that they're they're reducing touch points by 90%. I don't know how you can sort of measure this but might, might you know, be true but yeah. is that enough to reduce the risk and, and that's the I guess we'll, well, we will know because it will only take one huge outbreak <laughs> yeah. to happen at a race and then that'll be the end of it but yeah. I think it's great they're doing it personally I wonder More confident uh, well I just I mean it is good they're doing it but I'm mm. not sure if that's what needs to happen yeah. or, if it's, or if this is just the way that they get themselves back back to business I mean yeah. I think I mentioned to you Matt or, or, or someone previously about you know Disney and um they have an, an Amazon, they have these, this idea of what they call vaccinating the experience or vaccinating the supply chain in Amazon's case. So it's right. when there is no vaccination, how can you perceive to be vaccinated? So right. for, for Disneyland, they need people to come yeah. and, you know, so how can they run that? It's mm. similar to Iron Man with as few touch points as possible and still create that yeah. experience. It's the but, you know, in, in quotes, vaccinated experience. I think it's the same thing. And I think it's the only way they can get going again without a vaccination. Yeah. And with, if they don't get going again, these companies are in huge trouble. So yeah. what I wonder is sort of in the long term, whether any of these things are going to stick. Yeah. Mm. So because yeah. we were saying earlier that I, I can't remember the last time I went to a race briefing. going to take make me go out there. I, I've got enough to do. I've got to prepare yeah. all my bags. I'm yeah. nervous. Um, you know, I'm uh, going to get my bike ready or, or whatever for the next day. I want to get to bed early, but I'm already panicking so that I can't get yeah. to bed early. I don't want to go and like listen to a two hour presentation about which way you go up a street. Yeah. They yeah. I'll, I'll follow everyone else. And then you know? you'll end up buying a t-shirt with your name on it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that <laughs> so you know it's going to cost you money yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder like something like that, the race briefing, you might actually get more more sort of attendance and adherence like, mm-hmm. through it being online now yeah. where yeah, you true. can watch it you know, back at your hotel room or yeah. even... Skip to those important parts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A couple of hours later or something. So I I think the trade off is, I mean, because you'd think it might save them a bit of money, but actually I think it's going to cost them money because the trade off is is they get a lot of money from merchandise. Yeah, the experience. Exactly. They're going to lose that. But I think they realise, well, it's lose that or lose the business. uh, They have to do something. So it looks, it seems likely that some races will happen. Yeah. Um, I know, Matt, you're signed up for one in Germany, I have. I've got two coming up, which... You know, so far, touch wood on this nice table. Um, uh, That's why you've them, only got water here. That's why there's no coffee. <laughs> Neither of them have uh, been called off so far. I mean, that's not to say they won't be, but um, yeah, so there's a 70.3 in Dalsberg yep. uh, in August. I'm also doing it. I'm on Italy in September. And so far, hmm. again, that's on Barcelona, I think, is September, October. And again, not been called off yet. And then we had uh, hmm. the local 70.3 in, always get this wrong, Sorry, We need a Dutch speaker. Yeah, yeah. We should just get like someone us. just to like say words. Just to, uh, in over to you. And there's some <laughs> others doing these. So Dous, I've got Dous Land written on my paper here. Is it Dous Land or Dousberg? Oh, <laughs> who's writing? Dousberg. Sorry, I think that might be my note. <laughs> so uh, we have others doing it from the club as well, Jose. 
um, Roderick. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're uh, planned to do this. I hope it wasn't a secret because it's public now. <laughs> <laughs> and there was also, I think there's quite a lot of people in the, for for the 70.3 up uh, in the Netherlands, which mm, yeah. is, yeah, I think that's, that's going to be interesting uh, up mm. there and it's penciled into October now, which I think, yeah. which, which direction did you ride at the weekend, uh, Nick? <laughs> did you go north? I did go north, yes. Yeah, you, you had can, to can, go north, and so you had well, to go yeah, 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 exactly. everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> get pretty, get pretty wild up there, yeah, it? and I think yeah, October yeah. could be uh, yeah, bracing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, thermal tri suits. Yeah, that would be interesting. Eh? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then there's the marathons. So Amsterdam Marathon's not been called off, has it? They've just announced that it's definitely on so yeah. far, I yeah. think, for yeah. October. And uh, Rotterdam's the week after. Yeah, Rotterdam's been moved since, when was it, spring? A- April yeah. into October. Yeah, so, so... I've been postponed till then as well. But yeah. uh, we'll see how that goes. But I can't, I don't know how they will deal with it. How? What measures will they put in place? See, a marathon to me seems even less likely than an Ironman. Yeah, like for the, sure. Like you're looking at 2,000 people starts, compared to yeah. 40,000 people or something yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see how they could uh, no I, how they can do that maybe they'll just reduce the number maybe they'll just maybe they'll say one in four yeah. you know races and, and that's it yeah. Yeah. yeah so so far Amsterdam and Rotterdam marathons are on and I guess there's we have a lot of attackers hoping to do them yeah, there's always a, a good uh, solid amount for both yeah, those races yeah. but obviously attack uh, sorry uh, Amsterdam with uh, being the half on the same day as well is yeah. usually uh, good sort of 10, 20 people yeah. there. So uh, it's always think- good to line the streets and look for the attackers mm-hmm. yeah. going down there if you're not racing. There's- wave a beer at their face. Just to- <laughs> <laughs> um, some other uh, trying news. So there's the an interesting challenge going on, the, the Brownleys versus the Yates. Yeah, was a little this bit was good. That, Did man. you see this? No. Well, actually, I've got, I've got a clip. Okay, let's do that. Simon Yates, winner of the Vuelta Espagne. Adam Yates, fourth overall and best young rider at the Tour de France. Johnny Brownlee, twice world champion. Alistair Brownlee, double Olympic gold medalist. All racing head to head. This is the ultimate lineup to settle the debate of our times roadie versus triathlete. I think that's brilliant. I mean, um, I came from road cycling, yeah. so I was always into road cycling before I came to Amsterdam and I moved to do small small triathlons and stuff. So I know all of these, I've watched all of them race, yeah. I've seen all, all, followed them through their, their, you know, young careers, if you like. I think that's quite an amazing, uh, I think it's it's quite a cool challenge to, yeah, do, yeah. to, to settle the debate, as they call it. Nick, which way did you come into into? sport um i had a big gap between uh my youthful sort of uh cycling career yeah uh and then started running about five years ago yeah and that sort of took off got a bit of fitness and then into the cycling yeah uh, about uh, a year or two after that but you um, started cycling uh when i was a teenager yeah. i was mountain bike uh, racing. yeah i was the same yeah i was yeah. mountain biking from i was 13 yeah. to yeah. then i discovered women and alcohol exactly around the university the stage yeah, yeah, yeah exactly and you don't often find them on a bike i've still got the same mountain bike i use then it's 20 years it's old it's, it's covered, covered in, in dust yeah. here it's not much use in the netherlands mine has been in the shed for nine years here <laughs> and uh and i keep threatening to pull it out uh, mountain biking in the teens and um bit of racing uh, in southern area of the UK. And as you say, uh, university struck and 
alcohol and all that kind of stuff related. Seems I've done worse out, it seems I've done worse out of that than you did. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I think then, yeah, it took a good 15 years. Moved to Amsterdam. As you say, the, road, the mountain bikes have gathered uh, dust. And I saw these roadies cycling around. And there's a bit yeah. of rivalry between uh, mountain bikers and road bikers. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know if, I don't know if you know about it, but there's, <laughs> there's a bit of, you know, these guys in Lycra and it's a yeah. bit boring on the road compared to hurling down a, a mountainside. I thought, hey, I, I can't use my mountain bike, so I'd go, 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 go. And uh, bought a bike and yeah, instantly loved it, you know, yeah. the speed going yeah. along and then I grew. So I made the, the switch back home before I came here, actually, yeah. from oh, mountain okay. biking. And the reason was I just could not be bothered finishing work, getting all my shit together, putting it in the car, and then driving to meet. I used to be in a club yeah. and then doing mountain biking as yeah. much as I loved it. And I yeah. wanted something more instant and more yeah, quick. True. And yeah. that was how I got my road bike. And then it moved more and more. And then when I moved here, I just gave it up. Yeah. But I always, when I'm back in Scotland, I always go and do some mountain biking. And just yeah. to, it used to be to keep sharp, but now I'm yeah. just too much a pussy <laughs> to do anything. I used to do the jumps and everything. Now yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, nah, I'm not, uh, I'm not doing that. So it's, yeah. uh, it's funny how as you get older, you get more scared of many of these things. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, uh, I was definitely triathlete first then, but now the last few years I've noticed I've just, maybe it's been in the Netherlands as well, but like just a love of the sport of road cycling mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, following, like, I never knew what a, like a spring classic was or, yeah. or any of those things. And now sort of following that quite, you know, I'm yeah. like watching every day of every Grand Tour uh, and yeah. all those things have I come along for defense. sure. Yeah. I was a huge Lance Armstrong fan. I still am, to oh, be yeah. honest. Yeah, and that was, uh, I think that's what got me along yeah. to the, the dynamics of road mm -hmm. races mm -hmm. and things like that. But now we're all obviously like eSports fans. Yeah, you know, because we have to watch everything <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> online, on Zwift, on uh, Ruby, yeah. all these different platforms, which, by the way, you know, Probably the only companies that aren't suffering at the moment, right? Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're doing pretty well. Peloton's uh, stock price is up big thing. Yeah, this this uh, we were just discussing as well. This uh, competition between the Brownleys and the Yates brothers. So essentially, they did a a thirty minute kind of uh, effort up one of the big climbs in Swift. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a, like a bit of a flat stage first, mm -hmm. uh, and they also had a presenter from uh, GCN. Uh, the cycling uh, network and GTN, the yeah. triathlon <laughs> show to throw them in there just to give it a bit of context. <laughs> and you know, it's easy to forget that those guys are pretty fit too, right? Yeah, they're all expos and, yeah. and stuff. And uh, anyway, the guy from GCN took a flyer and then got totally spat out of the back within oh, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as you'd expect, like from a grand tour winner, obviously uh, Simon Yates got to the top. Yeah. Right. First, but I think what was really interesting and what I think they were actually kind of impressed about is how close it was. Right. Yeah. Is uh, yeah, the Brownies weren't far behind huh. at all. It just shows like, the, you know, I think this you were saying about the sort of uh, the clash maybe sometimes between uh, mountain bikers and road cyclists. Mm -hmm. And I think there's definitely that sort of, I don't know, is it begrudging admiration yeah. on behalf of uh, yeah. road and try or is it is it pure out, you know, uh, just sort of a friction. I'm, I'm never quite sure. In my experience, it's always been that triathletes don't know how to ride the bike. Mm, in yeah. my experience, coming, you know, I came from, you know, mountain biking yeah. to road cycling to triathlon. I think it's good. It's why it's so good that we have like the beginners' rides in the club, where those like those little things are, are taught. Like, because mm. you don't know, you know, instantly. I didn't know my first ride. I remember how intimidating it was to yeah. join in and be, you know, showing all the hand signals mm -hmm. and. And you, you know, you just don't know those things. Yeah. But then the other one is obviously that triathletes don't wear socks. 
Right, so uh, that's, <laughs> that's the other. True, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny because obviously the the, the 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 I've never the biggest distance I've done is a half Ironman, and that was a huge huge effort for me. And I remember you know going and still to this day when I go to a triathlon, I've got road shoes. I don't have triathlon yeah. bike bike shoes because <laughs> that was well, everyone's, ever everyone's going back that way now. <laughs> well, like all the pros and all the uh, better, yeah, because you just get such a better quality of shoe yeah. in a road shoe than you do from a tri shoe. Mm. And that sort of, uh, especially for long distance where it doesn't matter that you spend 20 seconds more in transition. Yeah. And for me, you know, shaving off two seconds in transition brings no difference. <laughs> you can make that back up at the aid station where they're, uh, <laughs> when, <I'm> picking <laughs> when you're picking up your car. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of uh, gear, so shoes and stuff, I think now um, there's a lot of good sales on, isn't there, for for picking up gear? Yeah, it's a good time of year for, especially clothing, I think. Um, There's uh, looking around and uh, like uh, some of the the German sites and the Dutch sites Mm -hmm. got some decent clothing. I don't think it's a great time to buy a bike. Right. What would uh, what would be your go to place to pick up cycling gear, Nick? Online, I guess. Either. Yeah. I think, as you say, some of the German sites, like Bikester, um, yeah. Discount.de, they seem yeah. to have the better, sort of better uh, deals, I think. Yeah. I don't really go to shops. I'm terrible. <laughs> I live right behind a, a bike a bike shop, and the guy's just so grumpy. I yeah, just yeah, yeah. had to buy tubes from him once, and, and, and I, <laughs> I really begrudged it. Yeah. Um, just because the service is terrible. He yeah, doesn't have yeah. a good rep. But, um, yeah, I don't really frequent shops much for, for gear, which is kind of sad. Yeah. I, I have a bit of like um, a sort of a tourist's attraction to bike shops. So if I go to a new city, yeah, like, mm. you know, I'll look for Love like what... Going in and looking. Yeah, yeah, just sort of what the the bike shop is yeah. and what everyone talks about. So yeah. that you go and... I even done that at Outerkirk when we were waiting for you at the aid station. I was in looking at the bike shop, yeah. but I very mm. rarely buy stuff. No, I and I tried out the Wahoo Kicker for the first time. Um, it was really good. Mm-hmm. So I've been using a tax uh, smart trainer, but the... Hmm. Is it Wahoo? Wahoo? I, I don't know how to. Wahoo. Wahoo I say Wahoo, good. yeah. Really nice. Couple Texan on it. Really nice. Uh, really uh-huh. nice cat. Yeah. I, I felt a difference riding that to really? riding the tax. Um, Neo, do you have? Or? No, fuck. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, really good. What trainer do you have? The Neo. Neo as Love well. it, yeah. 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 The Neo, I think, is. is, is it, that's like it goes up to some like 2,000 watts, watts or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I clearly don't know. <laughs> I haven't quite reached that peak yet. Yeah. It's a goal. Um, yeah. But I think it's a lot more smooth and quieter. They could just put it. any number on that, right? Because like, who's, who's going to find know? it? Yeah. 70,000 yeah. watts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I was comparing them, I was trying to work out what the real difference was. Yeah. But um, has anyone, any of you, I, I couldn't think of my own, but have any of you got like a guilty pleasure or something that you buy? To do with anything to do with triathlon that you think I probably shouldn't buy that. Mine's just kebabs, so <laughs> I just say just be a cow. More bikes, more bikes, <laughs> more bikes than needed. I'm yeah. like a tinkerer with my tri bike, ah. right. so not so much road bike because that's always been a bit of a because I don't race on a road bike ever. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a tool for me in that right. way, yeah. so I don't mind too much. But my tri bike every year, it's like getting the position dialed in a bit more yeah, or there's like, yeah. I don't know, there's a new bolt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. when you become competitive, uh, um, it doesn't yeah. make a difference. <laughs> Come on, we all know. It's psychological. It. Yeah. Yeah. I could, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Some extra I, stickers maybe. Um, attack news. Maybe it's, we should mention some of the stuff that goes on in the club. So they've recently started the running intervals on, on a Tuesday night. 
There's a bit of an East versus West. There is, uh, two sessions, yeah. Yeah, and the swim as well. So there's a East and West swim. Uh, So that's how big it's got, basically, that we're able to populate. Do you think we will go as far as to sort of have a Berlin Wall at some point and then there'll be like (laughs) West West attack, East attack? (laughs) (laughs) I am expecting some sort of uh, like uh, dance off uh, (laughs) and a Christmas party, maybe West Side Story style. But yeah, I went to the East run session. There was over uh, 20 people. Yeah, uh, Lewis yeah. was was leading that run session. Really yeah, good. I've been the last two, and uh, really it's really good session, really yeah. good turnout. Where do you do that in the park? In the Flevo Park, okay. yes. Yeah. So you got a four hundred and fifty meter track around there. Okay, um, for bragging rights, extra fifty. Extra fifty, meters yeah. 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 yeah, recovery, <laughs> <laughs> fifty meters of recovery each. each uh, it, felt, it felt like an extra five hundred. <laughs> I was doing it, but it's it's it was good. It was mm. a good session. I used to go to the attack sessions on the Monday night in, in Vondel Park five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I left, uh, I used to live near Vondel Park, then moved mm. to Eiberg. I, I stopped going to the session. So it was good to have it back. Same, yeah, you used to live much closer and, yeah. and then moving to Eiberg. It's just, yeah. it's just a long, long way to yeah. get there. Um, and I think what I like about them, I'm a very slow runner, but I can still participate in these. You know, I can yeah. still yeah, go it's there. Really it's very inclusive. Really yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's... Um, and everyone's running at kind of their own pace, yeah. although there'll exactly. be someone that you can generally push, yeah. you know, or run with or... Yeah. So I think it's you get much higher quality. You all, yeah. you also it doesn't matter if you're running on your own. You run harder in those sessions than you ever run exactly. anywhere else. So it's uh, yeah. If you it's haven't been yet, make sure you go. Yep. Another announcement. So on on the theme of DIY events, Attack wouldn't be you know a proper club if they went to do a DIY event, right? That's it. Yeah, so, Matt, you have an announcement for us. Yeah. So we've got the uh, well, we've been sort of umming and ahhing about the name, but. Uh, the don't try too hard or the uh, not untimed triathlon, but on the 12th, so a couple of weeks from now, 12th of July, um, we're going to be holding a, essentially it's a, a sort of Olympic distance triathlon, but the idea is it's run more as a brick training session. Mm-hmm. So uh, the swim will mark out a 750 and a 1500 meter swim. Anyone can choose what they want to do. Start when you want to start, so the slower swimmers can start first. We'll have boats and some sups in the water as well to make sure everyone's okay and stays alive. Um, it's a really easy course. We may even just do two uh, loops of the 750 to, to make it a bit easier. Yeah. On the bike, we're going to make small groups, very uh, corona-friendly uh, yeah, groups, <laughs> uh, to do the, 50, uh, the 40K bike. So, again, you'll be riding with people who are at your level. So, you know, the idea is that you sort of, go at an, an effort which isn't easy, but also you're not going all out. It's not a race in any way and no one's going to time any part of this. Yeah. And then the run is to, we've got a loop of 5K. So you can choose to do just 5K or you can choose to do the 10K. And again, once you know the route, you can go off on your own and, mm. and go hard or you can just choose to run with the people around you. So it's really for beginners as well as... I think the idea was that, look, you've got loads of new club members that maybe haven't even done a triathlon before. We've got some that haven't done it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And just to get that kind of, you know, we haven't had any racing this year. Um, and if some of these races do go ahead, then it's sort of a, a big transition into yeah. that kind of race feel. Um, yeah. And then also we've got more experienced people who might, you know, might be racing an Ironman or something later in the year. And yeah, again, you know, feeling a little bit rusty. Um, the important thing is like, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very communal. 
it's going to end on a park and there's going to be beers and burgers. So okay. you know, we think, you know, there hasn't been a lot of opportunity yeah, exactly. for kind of... You should have said that at the yeah. beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah, yeah. We're, having a, we're having an attack beer and burger, the <laughs> prequel with a, a precursor of a triathlon. And so what, what, would you, what can a beginner expect if they pitch up? To, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's never, no never time limit whatsoever. So we're going to look after the logistics in terms of um, there'll be people with all the stuff. So your bike uh, and your wetsuit and everything will be looked after the whole time. Yeah, um, yeah it's going to be sort of run a bit like a triathlon. But if you want to change and you don't want to do it in your tri suit or you don't have a tri suit yet and you just want to do a wetsuit and then put your bike stuff in, We'll we'll sort of help to group the people according to their to their levels. We'll yep. put a, a few people are going to go out and ride the course in the week before, mm -hmm. just so that we've got some group leaders as well that, that are really familiar. But everyone can also take the GPX and be yeah. pretty confident. So the idea is it's almost like a glorified brick session in some ways of just yeah. getting that feeling of what it's like to swim, then bike, then run, and, and put it all together. A, so a social as it can in be, a social given, way, yeah. given the current uh, exactly. climate. So it sounds like quite a good thing. I was always taught this is uh, two two things here. You know, if if you don't get a medal, then you've not <laughs> really done the race. And I was going to ask Matt, where's your medal from your Ultraman? Uh, kid stole it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, if you don't have the medal, uh, you didn't do the race. So, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Dex has a thingy and my oldest son always takes my, my, any medal I get, he takes it with him. So, well, I, I, I don't like wearing them and then he, he does. So it seems like a fair trade off uh, in that way. Yeah. And then there was Attack the Sun, which we spoke about at the beginning. So there was 50 participants, huge success. Um, yeah. 50 people turned up at what time in the morning? Five o'clock. I think it was a dance <laughs> Yeah. So, so Sebastian slept in though, didn't he? I think. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few <laughs> yeah, expect yeah. that <laughs> um so there was the uh, i think i saw eleven and a half thousand kilometers between Indeed. between everyone i mean yeah. that's Whoa. just amazing yeah, yeah it's insane it's really good um and we'll there'll be there are some pictures on the on the attack uh instagram page which is attack.club attack.club attack .club. yeah and i posted some stuff today i think uh like a little video with all yeah. the pictures together After it's very movie. cool to see mm. uh where people Got headed to, to yeah. and some of the monuments and it's a little like, t like tour of, of the Netherlands and, yeah. uh, and there was four people I think done 400 plus mile uh, kilometers oh really day. Yeah, I think there was four if I remember correctly Sorry. and I should have all their names and I want to mention all their names and I only know two that I can think of and one is Nick <laughs> the other is Morris so do we know of any of the other two I feel bad that I haven't written them Messia down Messia and Thiago Right, I think so. Sorry okay. if we haven't mentioned you, but you're uh, you're on the Hall of Fame anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, you need to be more vocal in future <laughs> um, uh, on uh, on social so that we don't forget. And, and what we had, the person that done the most, done 424 kilometres, I think. That's what the Garmin said. That's yeah. The Garmin, yeah. yeah, well, we don't know if that's to be believed because, you know, Matt's climbed Everest three times. That's <laughs> yeah, true. According yeah. to mine, yeah. 424 kilometres. And that, of yeah. course, is Nick. Yeah. Evans, and that's why we've got him here with us. We thought we would speak yeah, to you about your effort. I mean, first yeah. of all, congratulations on that thanks mammoth very much. task. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. you've done 424 kilometres yeah. in one, one day, day. One day. In the daylight. Yeah, in the yeah. daylight. Yeah, so. Yeah. It, as you mentioned at the beginning, the sun rises, you go, the sun goes down, you, you stop. stop. Yeah, exactly. Where did you stop? Um, at the end of Wanderpark, actually. Oh. I, I timed it so I knew I was going to be in the vicinity of Amsterdam yeah. um, around 9.30. And uh, I actually pulled up at Alderkirk and uh, Tiago pulled up behind me. And this was around 9.30. He's like, oh, he's still going. Ah, sh sh okay. 
How's it going? Uh, oh, Were you taking like a sort of cursory look over his exactly. uh, garments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sweat and uh, how red-faced he was. We were both pretty done, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but I had a little bit more in me. I thought, okay, rather than go and just finish 20 minutes before the, t- the end time, why not just keep going? So I started up towards Amsterdam and then did my sort of, uh, I went out through Amsterdam's boss and went on my half marathon running route, which ended up in the Vonner Park. Okay, I've still got five minutes. Right, I'm just going round and round the corner <laughs> park until the time's Which up. Which is not allowed, of course, right? Are you? You're allowed in there in your bike? Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Sure. I might have to dock a few ah. kilometres off there. Have you not seen those the bikes in the Vondel Park? Nah, I always you might have noticed them when no, they uh, tried to run you over. I thought it yeah. wasn't allowed, or you were only allowed through the, the main. Oh, no, no, no. no. It's been uh, a long time. I'm in the east now. I'm in the uh, east. Yeah, we don't know uh, these things. Yeah, we, uh, we've we've actually got trees and things with no other people around them. We can. The obvious question first, was it your longest ever ride? By a long shot, <laughs> uh, absolutely. I, I don't think I was really planning on going that far. Sort of begs the question, why do we do these yeah. challenges in the first place? And uh, you especially ask yourself that a lot while you're actually doing it, as I think we all know. Um, and I think three weeks or so before I'd done about 280 in like sort of preparation. Okay. See, what's, what are the limits? Is it energy? Had is you it- done anything before that or was that the first? Or done- had you just sort of like done normal training and then you thought I'll try a big this, ride? Uh, for sure this year that was the first long ride. Yeah. About two years ago I did the Afslout Dyke, which is about 260. Yeah. yeah. So I got a flavour for it and uh, I can, yeah. So I had a little bit of a, a preparatory record a few weeks before. But then 280 to 400, it's yeah. like quite a big jump. But then, The difference think, is a big ride. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But the, um, the challenge was put forward, you know, there was sort of uh, accolades uh, for yeah. the 200, 300, 400K. Oh, right. Oh, it's possible, is it? Oh, shit. Okay. Well, then that's Someone's going to do yeah, it then. I need to rise to that. And I, know, I knew there were other very strong sort of ultra distance uh, riders in the team. You know, the sort of sense of competitiveness boils to the surface. So did you go into the day thinking 400 was the plan? That was the goal. Yeah. Yeah. You thought and it was like potentially kind of, realistic. Exactly. And so what I did was how does this, you know, there's so many hours, so much time. How, how do I plan this? A uh, major factor was the wind, trying to plan with that. And then, okay. Let's average 30 kilometers an hour plus stops for drinks and all the rest of it. And, you know, taking some pain off and stretching the rest of it. And uh, I made a little uh, list, basically, um, waypoints where I need to be, where I should be every hour. And I was tracking that. I was like, actually, this, I'm going all right. And you know, the first few hours were bliss. You know, the sun was coming up. Your mind was elsewhere. You're in a little bubble. There was no one around. Just the old deer and birds, no humans, which is quite nice. You know, no one driving around. And uh, the first two, three hours just went, and I was like, oh, if it goes this quickly, I'm, yeah. I'm sorted. Well, obviously it doesn't happen. That's the thing about ultra endurance events yeah, or these long yeah. events, right? It, full it, sense of it security. doesn't hurt till it hurts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I knew from the sort of the previous rides where my limits start. Uh, it's, and it's not that far, it's about 150K. It's not the legs, it's, it's, it's my backside. It's my uh, Achilles heel in a, in a funny way. Yeah. It's just those pressure points. So I knew it was going to come and I knew that I need to take breaks. Uh, did you plan for that in any way? How did you sort of tackle that? Tackle, uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's just getting pressure off it. So that's the problem with the Netherlands. It's so um, consistent in terms of no hills. You can't get out at the saddle. And You're basically on a home train. Yeah, for- exactly. And I find that really, really difficult. So I tried to put in some lots of curves. So at least you're moving around a little bit on the saddle. But other than that, it's every hour I said, okay, take five to 10 minutes every hour off. Yeah. Either eating or just getting off. 
and that's your way of, you know, if you're going to do endurance, you need to take care of the comfort. Yeah. Otherwise you're, you're screwed. Did you consider changing bib shorts or anything like that? No, that was put, that was a suggestion by someone actually. And I, it's not, it's not, there's not like skin thing. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, you don't need extra moisturization yeah. down there. It's just pressure on the sit bones. I don't have the plumpest backsides. Maybe, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if that would help. Well, yeah, I could do a bit 600 kilometers. I don't know. I, I almost have this feeling where it's probably really simplistic that mm. you're almost like pressing the chamois down. So I'd feel like maybe a yeah. new chamois would like uh, be yeah. extra springy again maybe, or something. Maybe, but even yeah. if it had the placebo effect. Yeah, yeah that's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next time. <laughs> so, other than the, uh, the Excel sheet with the waypoints, what other yeah. kind of preparation did you do beforehand? Um, nutrition. That was the other big one. Getting a rough idea of how many calories I'm going to need. I mean, obviously, a lot of it's. At that low intensity, yeah. you're going to be, store, you know, using your in, inbuilt fat, but fat stores. But for me, even even if I know I'm going to be using fat, it's the sort of, I get this insane hunger. I mean, it's but just I mean, ravishing. you're missing three meals. Yeah, exactly. It's not just like uh, mm. sports nutrition. No, no, no. It's like the normal hunger of a human being. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, what did you, like, so I've done, I've done sprint triathlons and even when I've done a half Ironman, I was using drink you know Tip, an energy yeah. drink okay. and i was using gels but then yeah. i also done an ultra marathon mm -hmm. where it was i had to have sandwiches you know i couldn't the gels were yeah, out, yeah, you know, yeah. i had wraps i had sandwiches yeah. you I went had, solids you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you, you got to have the savory that eating gels and basically sugar all day is a no-no i mean yeah i can't do more than a few hours yeah yeah so i had to i sort of spit up i had gels jamie oliver flapjacks homemade right. fantastic uh because i've got everything you've got a bit of butter in there mm. full-on sugar other oats. flapjacks are available Apparently so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, do scout the internet for other alternatives, but those ones particularly really float my boat. But then uh, a couple of rounds of uh, cheese, and sandwiches, cheese and cucumber sandwiches were yeah. the, the bee's knees because yeah. it just feels like a bit normal, you know? Yeah. Um, cuts through all the sugar. And then I think it's slightly slower to digest and, um, yeah, it keeps, your, it keeps your tummy happy. But finding room to put all this stuff was... I was going to say, nice. how did you carry it? I taped it to the bike. I had yeah. bananas slapped to the front. I had uh, gels uh, taped to my top tube. The back pockets were just bulging. Actually, Did you night... choose your jersey based on the size of the back pockets? Well, yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> it's not just the size. I, I, the night before, I packed everything in. I mean, they were bulging, but then I lift the jersey up and the pockets start to come away at the seams. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, some of this stuff needs to come out and get strapped to the, uh, to the frame. I think in the end, I still came back with one or two gels spare, which is probably the best way to do it, rather yeah. than one or two gels less. less. Yeah, 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 then yeah. Uh, that would be a, a disaster. What did you have for breakfast? Cereal, very high protein, um, Greek yogurt. Um, because it's, it's satiating. Yeah. It's heavy. Like, feel it stick to yeah, the Yeah, exactly. It's right. just sliding down very yeah. slowly. It's basically <laughs> cheese, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Bananas and uh, some fruit in there right. as well, and just the biggest bowl of it. Yeah. Um, did I do a coffee? I, th it was, I mean, it was silly o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to sort of pace myself because I had the gels with caffeine in mm. for specific points in the day when you're really feeling pain, ill. I don't want to do this. What the hell are you doing this yeah. for? Mm. The, the caffeine does really pick you up your spirits. Um, I've learned that as well. So yeah, I was sort of rationing the caffeine intake yeah. a bit. What was the what was the low point in the day? The last two hundred kilometers, <laughs> no, <laughs> just only. Only the second half. Well, the, my my one of my problems was so I was kind of good with the wind up to uh, Den Helder. I'd kind of yeah. cut it just on the side, but slightly behind. So pushed up thirty five k. This is sweet, and you know it was the fresh legs and the sun, and it the, life was brilliant. And birds then, are in the trees yeah, everything's exactly, good with yeah. the world 
turn the corner and then uh, these these long straights uh, to the um, Mark Amir. I don't like doing monotonous straights. It's uh, one you, again on your backside mm-hmm. is just uh, the first uh, hundred. Sorry, like the first yeah. hundred of your Ultraman was really straight, wasn't it? It was a lot. Of no, so I had straight. a really similar thing. So mm. I did uh, the first hundred was okay, yeah. but then. I had like a pit. I decided to come back home because I couldn't carry everything. So oh, okay, I, I yeah. did like, I had some bottles so, waiting. I was thinking the first hundred of the next yeah, lap. Yeah, so the <laughs> first part of the next lap, I yeah. headed out and I was on the Flevo boulder heading up to to the bridge near Camp or whatever it is. And the same thing, like I had my lowest period and it was just a really straight, boring, mm. Nothing there was a to bit of a headwind, you. but not yeah. really terrible, yeah, but... Yeah. I was just over, like mentally, yeah. I think there was nothing to distract me yeah. from. You want to be occupied. With, yeah. You know, otherwise yeah. you sort of wallow in self-pity. A exactly. Little, right? you, go, you go internal. Yeah. Rather, yeah. 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 And it's, it was so interesting that it kind of got to the turn and the scenery changed and was really like quite a beautiful kind of view around me and my spirits like, and, but I was literally, I hadn't eaten anymore, hadn't drank anymore, was just carrying on. And for the same like, perceived exertion, I was pushing 40 more watts yeah, yeah, out of yeah. nowhere. No, it's, it's such a strange... It's a mental game. Yeah, big, big so time, much. big time. So, sorry, you turned the corner, you know, so, so you had like a, a bit of a tailwind. And then... Yeah, a bit of a tailwind, but this, uh, the long straights and the monotony of it and uh, nothing to really sort of occupy your mind. And then on to the Markamir, which and then it's just desolate. Um, and then my rear derailleur cable snapped at 200k. It's like, wow. okay, that's, is that game over? Okay, I've got to do a bit of quick thinking here. Time is ticking, um, yeah. and I, I sort of played around with the gearing because you've basically got one gear at the back, and I have a choice of two at the front. What okay. gearing are you running? Uh, what what's to group set? Uh, Ultegra manual or yeah, oh, yeah yeah yeah. So I could adjust the sort of the bottom limit screw to to yeah. get the rear derailleur up a bit into the middle of the cassette, and then uh, granny ring at the front yeah. <laughs> in mountain bike talk. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that was good enough. My for first like, road bike uh, had the three. three yeah, the front. true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But that gave me enough to sort of maintain around 29, 30K. Okay. But there was a lot of toing and froing in and out of the wind. And it's like, and then obviously when you stop and start, having, yeah. it wasn't, you know. Smooth. It wasn't smooth. Of, yeah. It just added a little bit more grind to the day. That's one of the things I noticed. Uh, I, I, in preparation, I did a 200 mm. and that was the longest I'd ridden yeah. at that point. But you... You don't want to like push away from traffic lights or anything. Like you don't yeah, want to spike, yeah. right? No, no, you, no, no. You want to be as smooth Gradual, and as easy because yeah. those little yeah. like jumps uh-huh. over the course of a day can put you into yeah, like yeah. an hour of yeah. like zone six or yeah, something. Exactly. Like yeah, yeah, all those up. little, you know, yeah. those, those little things where you push hard and you almost just uh, want to be like uh, uh, a bit of an oil uh, like oil tanker and just exactly, slowly exactly. drift yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you say zone six, you're talking about heart rate. Or are you talking about watts or, or power or whatever? Like just Exertion. sort of like really, yeah, yeah. Uh, really which, whatever your metric is, but yeah. it basically puts you in the red beyond yeah, yeah, where yeah. you want to be. Yeah. And that's like, a, that's, that's a, for those endurance events, that, that can add up a lot, you so, know? Yeah. 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 How many tubes did you take? Uh, just the one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You never had to use it, but you never yeah. took a gear cable with you. <laughs> no, no. Next time. Cause it's so light. I mean, you know, why wouldn't you? But you just, I just I wouldn't didn't think. expect that. Uh, but actually, when I got back, it was a, a two-day session to get it all repaired because it broke in the shifter. I would have needed all the tools, oh. and uh, the outers were all corroded and everything. It was a complete... You know, this cluster. is something my friend is... Um, he was a mechanic for the Enduro Pro Continental team. Yeah. So he services my bike. And every time um, he would service it, he would say, always replace the outers. 
Because I yeah, never used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was mountain biking, yeah, I wouldn't exactly. replace anything unless uh, I broke it. But yeah. now, you know, the outers yeah. is something that often gets yeah. ignored. Yeah. And it's very simple to do. Yeah. If you're yeah. doing it yourself, it's fairly cheap. If you pay a bike shop, they'll yeah. just uh, yeah. rip you off. But um, yeah. you should always consider it because yeah. that's what protects the cable. The exactly, cable can yeah. actually last a wee bit longer, but yeah. the outers are quite important. Often, that's great. Often, it'll, just, it'll just rub away the... Yeah. the is it hard to replace? No. Easy, piece yeah. of pass. Yeah. Pretty easy, yeah. Like a little like YouTube search and you'll find yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, this is sure. the problem I have. I mean, I used to be changing gears and stuff all the time and then I just never done it for like five years and now I have to revert back to YouTube just to remember <laughs> the the, yeah. the what, what, what yeah. screw my turning. But yeah, it's very, very simple. If you've got a gear cable off, then yeah. replace the outers if you can. Yeah. You know, and it's you can actually buy a... And that's maybe a bit extreme, but you can buy a, a, a round, a, a reel of outer and just cut it to size. Yeah. And then you put the cap on it, but it's um, often ignored and actually really, yeah. really yeah. important yeah. as maybe you found out. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. yeah, they're all replaced now. They're all, all running very smoothly. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. not in your second senior bike. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you don't exactly. even want to go on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. would be great for when you sell it. Yeah, indeed. indeed. <laughs> Did you do any cake stops? Uh no, no. I was kind of, I was really conscious of time and even yep. water stops. I was looking for, you know, the. Uh, Public uh, yep. fountains, yeah. and amazingly, it was just uh, every time I stopped, I was looking. The, there's this app, you know, you can yeah. see it in the Netherlands where they are, and uh, there wasn't anything on there. But I looked across the road, and there was one just outside a pub. It's like, what? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes so, luck is on your side. Yeah. Indeed. So say kilometer three hundred, right? Yeah. Down the Utrecht. Yeah. Okay, and and say there's a farmer comes along and says, uh-huh. "Do you want a lift? Would you add the it? No, no, no. I mean, just cheat because it. These sort of challenges, and it brings the back to the question of why we're competing. Is it against your fellow teammates? Yes, but also, it's, you know, you're competing yourself, finding your yeah. limits. Um, and that, for me, I'm quite competitive by myself, you know, and uh, seeing, you know, where can you go to get One to? One thing I think is like quite, um, I notice sort of about myself, but I think it's very uh, common amongst mm. uh, endurance athletes is a certain like bloody mindedness Absolutely, as well. Like yeah, I've yeah, started yeah. so I'll finish. Exactly. Yeah, that kind yeah, of mentality, yeah, right? Yeah. You don't want to admit, because like it's a defeat and failure in a way. Yeah. Especially if everything else is going right, you know, you've got time in the day, you've got your nutrition, your legs feeling okay, then yeah, soldier on for sure. Has yeah. someone independently verified your Strava? Um, yeah, we don't want another Everesting uh, yeah. <laughs> fiasco. I'm sure people have looked at it. I don't, I wouldn't like to say, but uh, mm. I, uh, we need to get someone to, we uh, to get well, someone, someone has that. to re- re-ride the route. Yeah, to, yeah, <laughs> so good luck with that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Seems like you're volunteering, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a new challenge. One of the things I was really surprised by as well, I don't know if you had this, right? Mm. During a really long run, mm-hmm. you get slower. Yeah. You just yeah. get slower and slower. Yeah, yeah. Whereas what I found on, like, I wasn't, I rode 420 over two days. So it yeah, was only yeah. 275, 275 uh, the second day. Yeah. But there were probably the, the last two hours I rode almost as well as I yeah. had at any point during the day, yeah. which is really strange that yeah, on the bike you can kind of maintain that a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. No, do I you think that's that. due to using, were you using power? Yeah. Do you think yeah. a lot of it's to do with that? I wasn't really looking at that. Um, yeah. It's I, but I know that that feeling, and, and it's a different type of fatigue for the yeah. running. All my joints and my feet all start yeah. to hurt, and that really weighs you down mentally. Where because you've got that constant yeah. smashing of exactly. the ground, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's yeah. always like micro tears. You're literally exactly. wearing the body yeah, down, exactly. and you way. really feel it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas on the bike, you, you're supported more, and it's uh, yeah. I I saw towards the end, especially the last hour. I'm very much driven by the the end and the end is in sight. Yeah. Mm. It's amazing. Suddenly, energy comes from now. You I mean you've been on the bike for 14, yeah. 15 hours, and bam, 
Yeah. Um, you just There's food at the stable. Exactly. The yeah. yeah. Home, right? yeah. So, you think yeah. Bumping into Tiago at the end give you the incentive to put that little bit extra. It on. definitely <laughs> helps. It definitely <laughs> helps. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think so. So what I'm really interested in because you know with with the broader theme as well. You've obviously done other races of other types, all different things, duathlons, bike races, all these different things. How does the sort of sense of achievement compare? It's different, but but bigger, I think. Um, just the the scale of it. Yeah. Because I, again, it depends on what your expectations are. I went into this not really knowing if it was achievable. Yeah. And uh, when you look at it from afar, I just written down a whole day of cycling. Are you nuts? What, I mean, you wouldn't do that normally, whereas most- Why race, would you do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you trying to prove? <laughs> um, uh, so I see- achieving it and uh, with a little bit of margin it's like well I'm, I'm super happy with myself with all that yeah uh so yeah no it, but now it's, it's you know it's this sort of the same mentality now i know what i can do well What's, you know this the same next year like people yeah. are going to be talking about 450 it, right absolutely. because the bar's already yeah, sort of yeah, set, set. Yeah, yeah yeah it's it's a, it's obviously achievable you've, you've done the four minute mile of attack yeah, exactly. ultra. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. what would you do differently more maintenance, I think. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Uh, no, you want a SRAM ETAP. Yes, no cables. Maybe, yeah, yeah. It's something I wouldn't, I can't affect. But if the wind was different, um, that wind had played a big factor. It was quite a windy day. It wasn't crazy, but yeah. it was breezy. Yeah, and it was all the direction because my sort of uh, strategy is to go a little bit into the wind in the morning to yeah. sort of it's, you build up your potential. It's like going up the hill to start when you were fresh. Then you've got that sort of yeah, downhill yeah. back into. Town. I did more or less the same. Yeah, but um, yeah. it was all coming for the way, so you can't really ride out into the sea and then come yeah. back in. So a bit limited in that respect. Did you see Joanna's route? Was it Joanna? Yeah, the beautiful. Mid, the, mid yeah, the yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Very, very yeah, nice. very nice. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Maybe less stops. I don't know. I don't was there something to um, riding solo? Like, would you have taken the same sort of sense of accomplishment maybe if someone had ridden 300K with you or, or like 400? Because that's one way that I, I, I can so. see people yeah. shifting much yeah. further, right? Is to have so. two or three people that can ride the same distance. Extra and, morale, yeah. 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 They like taking turns. You yeah, know. on the front. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, no, I guess so. Yeah. Um, I just... Yeah, I, and what limited me to sort of going that route is I always get a bit anxious or nervous about either I'd slow the other person down or yeah. vice versa. It's it's another mental um, yeah. challenge to deal with on the bike. And I, I also know, you know, and as I say, this is that sort of uh, threshold around the 150 mark, 200k mark, where I don't become a very nice person <laughs> to myself, you know. I don't want anyone else around yeah. hearing what's going on in my head or what's coming out. I feel like there's sort of more glory to the solo pursuit as well, yeah, though, think, you yeah, know. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. Uh, it might be doable, but that's almost a different challenge yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to sort of... Uh, Indeed, yeah. yeah well, well done. Thank you I very much. that's the, the, um, the, best, the best that you could say. <laughs> wow, wow, thanks very much. Amazing, Incredible amazing achievement. achievement. Cheers. Thank Do you. we know who done the least? Um, <laughs> I forgot to look up. Yeah, I couldn't find that. <laughs> I was we wanted to. to look up on Scrava, like who actually rode that day, but rode the least. Right, I'm, I'm just glad I know more because it yeah. wouldn't have been Maybe uh, we can get people to sort of like leave a comment on uh, the yeah, attack Instagram the glamour, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did you ride last you? Saturday yeah. and do that? Less than 30k we want to hear from basically right that's a good way to come on to to strava we thought we'd have a, we're going to each episode maybe just stalk some people's stravas so we have the leaderboard do, do you know who the the week's leader is in the club 
Uh, for total time, is this? Because it puts total all the disciplines together. Total time for every it? discipline. Ah, yeah. Matt, probably. It is Matt, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, but I think your Ultraman has really oh, sorted that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's yeah. going to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like 30 hours <laughs> over <laughs> three days. 34 yeah. hours, 52. And then Jose, uh, 2313. Oh. Jose Lozano. Yeah. Okay. And Brian Gibson, he, he does put a lot of miles in on the bike, yeah. usually. Uh, 22, 22 hours. That's in time, but distance is Brian. He'd done 650 kilometers. Just short of you, 643, Matt, and then Rene, 600. Longest activity, Mercia. I can't, I'm sorry, I'm murdering everyone's names here. Uh, Tiago was 14 and a half hours, and then you were 14 hours and 10 minutes. Ah, is that so, good? Or I suppose more. I think that's good. You got more, you more, got more out of it. Yeah, more, so you're more, more, yeah. more efficient. <laughs> then I was looking at your, your Strava, and today you done. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, you don't get away from yeah. it. Yeah. I've done the same with Matt, and it put, it plots me next to whoever I'm looking at, which is the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's have a look. My average distance on the bike uh, has been 63 kilometers versus your 281. <laughs> um, my average running is 19 kilometers a week to your 31, which is a good one. But you've not been swimming, have you? No, I'm a, I'm well, a, I'm a land-based triathlon. We, uh, <laughs> we get Nick in the water once a year in Mallorca. Yeah. I, do, uh, I do a good backstroke for uh, <laughs> for the handicap race. So uh, if you want to see that, you have yeah. to yeah you have it's to sign up for Mallorca. So there's one thing I've done that you haven't done. Absolutely. This week. Yeah. But what we what we what we what was interesting and amongst mm. all this was yeah. today there uh-huh. was a, a coaching ses- session with Nick Evans. Ah, and yeah. It's called the Nick Evans Treatment ah, by yeah. Lucy Burns. Uh-huh, Tell us what the Nick Evans Treatment is. Um, and then we'll let you go. A little bit of pressure, but not too much, I think. Just uh, running a little bit ahead. And uh, she's relatively new to uh, running, and uh, I see potential. Yeah. And, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And she's got a personal best. Absolutely. Seems, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. That must be what the Nick Evans treatment gets you. Indeed it is. That's the output. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I think on that, um, we're going to round up. We're going to finish up. Yeah. Maybe a good place to end was any sort of inspiration, any reading, anything, any podcast you're listening to. Yeah, this one, obviously. This one. <laughs> Other <laughs> than Attack the Pod, obviously. Everyone should subscribe. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I, I listen to a lot of businesses try um, um, podcasts. I watch um, GTN, the Global Triathlon Network, a lot on Instagram, but I listen to yeah. a lot of, like, How I Built This is my favourite podcast. It's all about okay. entrepreneurs. Kind of boring, really. It's not triathlon related. <laughs> I listen occasionally. I take a lot uh, of inspiration from yeah. that. <laughs> I, uh, so I was talking to a few people during my run, weirdly, uh, during the double marathon. and Because uh, you never ran alone did you there was no, yeah, someone, with, someone with me the whole time either running or cycling so I was having a lot of conversations yeah. um, I was like yeah I thought I'd go to a really dark ugly place but actually <laughs> it turned out with having people around me right. it sort of kept me I was going to ask did you up. like that or not I was a bit unsure I didn't think I that. would but yeah. in, in the end I, I loved it it That's was good. yeah it was I, I was a bit wary of it, to be I honest. I thought at that point in the weekend, uh, you know, yeah. n- as well as the run, like after 60K or something, I thought yeah. I would go yeah. really yeah. into myself. And yeah. I think I had maybe two, three kilometers at about 75. Yeah. Whereas like, okay, I just want to concentrate on myself mm. for a minute. Yeah. But after that, it was fine. But anyway, we were having a lot of conversations about kind of books and podcasts and stuff. And the one that I read fairly recently uh, that I'd recommend is uh, Endure by, I think it's called Alex Hutchins is the writer. 
there might be a new kind of update of it now, but essentially it sort of um, focuses around the original Kipchoge two-hour marathon, so the one where he just missed the time. But it's also, it's just sort of looking from every single angle at the sort of limitations of physical endurance. It's a really, really interesting read. Did you read that before, really read. The Ultraman? Yeah. Did it help? Oh, I don't think it's not really something where it's like a how-to. It's not like do this, no, no, don't do this. But no, it, I don't mean that. I mean, I, of, I read a lot of books purely for inspiration. Yeah. It doesn't say do this, do that, do that, because I tend to want to do things how I want to do them. I guess like, it's sort of, it's a bit of confirmation bias as well, because I, I sort of have that mindset, I think, yeah. anyway, that if yeah. you put work in, you get some, yeah. something out. But mm. it's, I'm just interested in sport, in sporting stories and people who have done crazy things yeah. as well. Yeah. They look at some of the science behind some of those things and especially the way that we've changed our our perception of what we think is possible to mm-hmm. endure. So, yeah, but it's really well written. It's not, it's not kind of heavy science. It's just a, it's a fun book. So yeah. endure. Yeah, read that. Nick, reading anything, listening to anything? Sorry to say, but no. I mean, at the moment, my vice has been actually <laughs> deviating away from... Uh, sport and just uh, getting stuck into Netflix series and binge watching them basically. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the highlight? Uh, I got really into Homeland. I've watched all eight I've series. Yeah, it. uh, There's sucked. a new season. I, th- I don't think it's Netflix yet, is it? No, it wasn't. It was season no, eight I found yeah. somewhere else. But uh, just That's one of the off. ones that uh, my wife and I always like, yeah. I'm, you know, we're not allowed to watch separately. It's right, a, it's yeah, a yeah, sort it's of... Cool it's cool a, that's thing. the one that you're yeah, cheating. Yeah, you cheating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I find Netflix actually for me, I, as a person, my mind never really switches off. Like right. I'm always yeah. always thinking about something to yeah. do with work or something. And actually Netflix is like a form of meditation because oh, yeah, yeah. I don't watch it very often. Uh, but if I find something I can get into, that actually stops me thinking about work and sport. Yeah. And obviously, I think, you know, being a slightly sport-related podcast, The Last Dance was... Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, that was the last one I watched. Sorry, I yeah, don't know how that escaped my mind. Yeah, we have to mention yeah. Yeah, yeah. that in terms Fantastic. of determination. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's a yeah. really good watch. Subscribe, rate, and review Attack the Pod wherever you listen to podcasts. Find show notes and links on attack-club.nl and leave comments, questions, and suggestions on Instagram at attack.club. Happy training and racing.